looked up at my mom as she looked in the mirror, put her lipstick on, and I wished it was mine. One day after school, she caught me wearing her dress, put me over her knee, said to pray and confess. But deep inside, I still wished it was mine. I learned never to let it show. Keep it on the down low. Just the mirror, just the mirror, and me know. Well, surprise, Mary, we have a final three. Yeah. Asterisks. Do the math. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this week after the Viva Drag Vegas episode, this clip of the week comes from the challenge. And, you know, normally on All Right, Mary, we pick a clip of the week that is usually dialogue. It's talking about, um, you know, perhaps the person that went home or some crazy fight that went on. <clears throat> and what I, I like about this clip of the week is. It's the best part of the episode, in my opinion. It's the strongest song. And also, I think, where all five of them performed or were edited to be performing the best. Mm. And I think that, to me, encapsulates this episode, is all of them did really well in this challenge. And it's kind of like... And I know that RuPaul's like, this is the best top five ever, blah, blah, blah. Uh, But regardless of that, like this is the first time I think... Correct me if I'm wrong. The first time in all of the the seasons where the top four or top five, no one was given kind of a falter edit. Mm. That is a good question. Uh, it, it's probably the first time in a while where I felt like, yeah, everyone's pretty much on par. I mean, I, I think a similar question I had is, have we ever seen uh, a more blatant need even like being discussed among the judges of having to go by track record versus the performance in the final challenge you know right um and i feel like i definitely agreed with that i think watching all five of them you know there's five people on stage watching all four valid members of the cast on stage it was like yeah they're all bringing something really special and unique and they're all like totally nailing it and uh bringing i feel like i've heard other people say this but it's like these queens are like all stars level good. Like it's just, I mean, oh yeah. And these this oh, challenge yeah. was fucking hard. I mean, uh, Mary, oh my god, they yeah. did this in two days. Yeah. So it's like I think, considering, I mean, it's like when you think about season three and how hard season three was. It's like, well, the fact that the last three queens got to the end of that season and all three of them had three wins. It's like. Obviously, Raja won, but all three of them are real troopers. I kind of feel the same way here. It's like, this was a really hard challenge, and for all of them to nail it like this, you know, I mean... Uh, it brings up the question if... I don't know if it's it goes all the way back to casting, but are the people that are, you know, excelling in the competition or at least get to this type of challenge... Do they make sure that the people that are chosen for it can do all of this stuff? I mean, you have to be able to dance. You have to be able to sing somewhat. You have to be able to rap, right? Mm-hmm. There, it, 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 it seems like too perfect that all of these queens can do this, right? Yeah. Well, you know, and I think in terms of the singing, I would have to imagine some more than others 
auto tune probably oh, yes. was utilized. Like it seems to me like Jackie's, you know, and maybe Gigi are more like natural singers, whereas maybe Jade is not so much a natural singer or Crystal. Uh, but I think in terms of them being performers, I mean, it's funny. I think one of our matrons or Marys had emailed us kind of about how last few challenges they've had like these musical numbers kind of being the like the final challenge and um i feel like that makes sense to me if you think back to early seasons where the final challenge was a music video well that's a little bit like outdated of a a thing now in terms of what you're going to do next in your career people aren't Mm. doing drag race music as much anymore versus doing a live show in vegas you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so it's like it's funny how this challenge and by extension of that this casting and like this show is it's kind of testing your ability to be eventually on drag race live you know or to be that kind of performer because that's right. kind of the, having a one woman show i yeah, mean all of that yeah. it's that it's almost like that's the the model that you don't have to follow but here's a model that drag race offers for you post show career wise you know Right. Yeah. And to be a Rue girl, you Mm -hmm. need to have something of these skills because obviously this is a brand of drag that RuPaul is, you know, putting out to the world. It's certainly not the only brand. Right. So, you know, obviously there are drag shows where it's just comedy or drag shows where it's just lip syncing or drag shows where it's just uh, dancing. And for this, it's a very specific type of performance. And sure, it's eventually to set them up for those big tours for the the big shows to represent the show in some mm-hmm. way. So yeah. that totally makes sense. Yeah. Especially because this whole episode was just uh a uh, commercial for their uh, drag race in Vegas that's exactly. not going on right now. <laughs> well, I know, like, I couldn't help but have, like, a really dark, ironic laugh when they were, like, when it became clear that this was a promotion for, you know, the Drag Race Live that was currently wowing audiences. And I was like, oh, <laughs> man, you can't catch a break season 12. First you get Sherry Pie, then you get COVID, then you try to promote your live show, and we're all on lockdown. It's just... Yeah. Yeah, it's been totally. rough. Yeah. Totally. And you know what? It's, uh, and, and that brings me kind of to another point before we talk about this clip of the week again. But season 12, Queens, really been handed a short end of the stick despite this amazing final challenge, right? And despite mm. the amazing things that have been going on this season, they aren't being able, they, they aren't able to capitalize it really at all because DragCon was canceled. All of their gigs were canceled. It's, it's it kind of makes me and sorry I'll just I'll I'll the cat's out of the bag. It kind of makes me think that the finale they're going to crown three winners and they're going to give a, a $10,000 bonus to all the queens just for fucking hanging in there. I mean, I'd be shocked. Imagine can you when there was a tie on All Stars 4, <laughs> the gays had their own their own you know, personal meltdown, the gays, <laughs> the collective capital T, capital G gays. Imagine if it was a three-way tie. I mean, I'm not mad at the idea because I'm a kumbaya bitch at heart, but I, uh, oh my God, can you imagine if Rue was like, you know what? This season, we've got three winners. Like, I, I would honestly, not be surprised. I'd be I, fine I, with it. Be, it would be pulling the, what is the, what is the, what's that drag pulling phrase? The page, pulling the page. Yeah. Pulling the page. Yeah. Totally. I, th- I just feel like, you know, in, why not do it again, you bitches? Oh, you know I, I know. I, mean? I know. It's like, I, I mean, 2020, all bets are off, you know, <laughs> all bets are off. <laughs> 
Well, I want to talk about this clip just uh, a little bit more in detail. So, first of all, it starts off and it's kind of zooming in on Ms. Pie. Mm. And but if you look in the background, <laughs> I don't know why this tickles me so much. Maybe because it's a feather. But uh, <laughs> you see, you see Jada doing this little feather shake uh, just kind of as a flourish uh, almost as if it's like this little tambourine and oh god it just tickles me so much that little detail and if you look in the background while the other girls are lip syncing if you look in the background of the other queens that aren't they're all doing this you know looking in the mirror uh you know uh i'm in i'm in half light acting which i also mm -hmm. really appreciated mm -hmm. yeah. uh, it was well directed in that sense right the whole thing was uh you know this montage that i thought was really well put together but um so there's the line that comes very early on like i learned never to let it show and it just reminded me of let it go right you know keep everything inside uh it's kind of like this is the let it go of drag race in a way mm -hmm. yeah well you know it's interesting like if we think of this as like Las Vegas review songs like you know I don't normally think of like a Las Vegas show as like a show having like a real like message you know mm -hmm. that I know Celine's out there trying to like you know take a kayak you know but I uh Ooh, let the dogs out. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um what was oh there was the one time she said this song is dedicated to all of the parents and the children so basically everyone <laughs> Um, so I know that she's doing her best to bring meaning and depth, but like, this is like, if this is happening every night at the Flamingo or whatever, like, these are some pretty deep lyrics for the Flamingo, you know? Oh, oh, completely. You know what I did like, uh, cause I just want to put, put credit where credit's due. I mean, the song is written really well. It's, it's a, it's a great melody. It calls to... I, I got two things from it. I got burlesque. Uh, you know that? You know you never saw burlesque, did you? I just know Wagon Wheel Watusi. Okay, okay. Well, that's what you should know. Yeah. Um, but there's a song in it called uh, I Am a Good Girl. I am a good girl, right? But the melody is the same as the opening verse. And then it stops, right? Um, I also got It's Raining on Prom Night from Greece. And I'm like, okay, that's also very RuPaul. Mm. So it makes yes. sense that Leland would write some Leland and Stitch, I call them. Because I don't know if it was just Leland or if it's also Leland and Jeff, but uh, whoever wrote it. Uh, it's, it's a nice callback to that because it's something... It's of that world, right? That would um, make sense. Absolutely. There'd be some kind of reference. Yeah. 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 Um, and so I just feel like the song is just representing the lyrics, especially very deep, this queer journey, right? How we look in the mirror at ourselves as queer people and we're taught to hate ourselves. But through this other lens that we put on through drag, we learn to feel good. Yeah. And I think from just like a, you know, performance standpoint, it's, it's kind of ironic that Jackie was, you know, quote unquote in the bottom and went home because I think she had the most kind of like she had the best like the best supporting actress moment of the whole performance mm, totally. with that one solo. I mean, she, Ugh, and she Jackie was impeccable. She My was God. it was great. It was I mean, all of them were re were really strong. I'm not saying like, oh, she should I mean, you there's a case for almost any of them to win this challenge, but I mean, that kind of like, I don't want to use the word gravitas, but that kind of like good acting, you don't really see very often in one of these challenges. 
Yeah, I mean, just with the the thing off the shoulder, and she's just kind of in her negligee, right? It and then the hair. It was all, it it all fit that world of uh, of Greece, where uh, Sandy mm-hmm. is singing "Hopelessly Devoted to You" into mm-hmm. the pool, right? Mm-hmm. It all had that same kind of feeling, and Jackie, I think, epitomized it because it's it's true what the judges were saying. She was actually feeling this, not only yeah. when she was singing, but when she was lip syncing. And I, I thought that was, uh, it, it really helped make this part of this challenge stand out. Uh, I want to bring up another lyric uh, that Jada starts. She says, put concealer on my broken heart for this queer fascination. And, you know, uh, if you can get over the auto-tune, uh, God bless you, Jada. Mm, sure. God bless yeah, you. You know really. it's not your tea, right? Yeah. But, well, uh, and but... she tells us up front. She's like, I yeah. know I don't sing. You know I don't <laughs> sing. But we're going to sing. And that's, you know, that's the, that's what's great about her. Is she going to do it anyway? Yeah, yeah. And they made her sound great, which I also really appreciated. Mm-hmm. That they didn't, like, pull a Roxy Andrews here. Um, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but, but but what does that line mean to you? Put concealer on my... Well, obviously, put concealer on my broken heart for this queer fascination. Uh, I mean, I... I don't know. Is I mean, it, I guess I mean I could could dissect it all day. I mean, I guess what whose fascination is it? I feel like I'm in like poetry 101 and at Ithaca College again. But is she talking about like you know drag queens kind of you know painting themselves, painting over the broken heart, and then kind of performing for the fascinated queers? Is that what she's trying to say, or Leland trying to say? That feels mm. a little dark for a song like this. That feels I a feel little. Like, I feel like the I feel like the the pun here is queer, right? Like it. Uh, in terms of society, it's a queer fascination. It's weird, right? It's off. But queer fascination, meaning I'm fascinated by the things that are queer here. Um, and I'm putting concealer on my broken heart, right? Obviously, that's a play on this makeup thing. But I'm covering up my scars for j- just so that I can have this fantasy. Yeah, I mean, I, that's kind of... I, I feel like... Uh... I feel like it's one of those things where, like, the song is meant to make you feel like, you know, oh, the magic of drag, but it's like you're kind of scratching underneath the makeup, and it's like, well, here's like, once you start talking about scars and covering things up to kind of, it's like, it's a, it's not a happy ending. It's like a, you know what I mean? Like, it's mm. not like a happy song. It's kind of like, well, the more you think about it, the more it's kind of a sad song. Yeah, no, I, but I think that's also... I, that's also kind of why I like it because of the metaphor. Oh my God, I'm talking about metaphors and all right, Mary, shut up, Johnny. Um, the no, if, like the idea of the mirror and looking at yourself rather than drag queens getting ready in a mirror, but more, I'm looking in the mirror at myself. What can I find? How can I make it so that I love myself? And by putting on drag, I'm revealing a part of myself that I love. So when I look in the mirror, I see what I love, right? That brings up the line, the most powerful thing you can do is become the image of your imagination. It's like, what do you see in your head that is most powerful? And then you create that in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, I think that's the idea. Uh, I don't. I don't disagree with you. I hear um, you. No, no, no. I hear you. I'm yeah. going there, Mary. So you are. Say, you All are. Right, Mary. You are. You are marrying out on this, and I am not here to stop that or stifle that. Thank we you. are all here for discourse. Um, and diatribes. I, and diatribes. Uh, but I do want to end uh, maybe this kind of uh, fascination with this song with the last shot of all five of them 
in that standing mirror. I don't think we've seen something that mm. artsy on yeah. this show before. Like I knew I was... That was so artsy, almost to a campy place, right? Totally. I mean, of course it is. Like, then, yeah, when you, when you break it down, it's like, well, here are these five drag queens in, like, you know... Uh, nightgown drag, you know, in, in their in their nighties and teddies, you know? looking like old ladies, looking like old ladies, <laughs> singing into like a classic mom mirror, like that, like wooden round frame mirror. Like, whose older sister in 1987 didn't have that mirror? You know, I almost bought it on Amazon because it was cheap, and I don't have any mirrors in my apartment. That kind of mirror. <laughs> Yeah, that kind of mirror because wow. it was cheap. Yeah, it was cheap. Did it remind you of your older sisters in the, in the, <laughs> in the early nineties? Like, oh, it's just like Nancy's mirror. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, it's just it. It's cruel that my sister's name is Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> she was like an Act One gun before you showed up. <laughs> and of course, the middle sister is Jilly. Jill, I know, I know. Sure, Jill. Yeah. <laughs> the Jan of the family. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Nancy. Nancy. Um, so, so, yeah. So, I, again, Mary's, this clip, it, it kind of epitomized for me, like, oh, right. There's still magic in the show. It, through, I mean, this season, I feel like the curtain really came up because mm-hmm. of the editing, because of everything that was happening. And I think even more so next week and the week after. Uh, there's kind of like, I, uh, I keep going back to this, but you know how Jane was going to name her documentary about Valerie Cherish, The Assassination of Valerie Cherish? Yes. I feel like The Assassination of Season 12 is the name of the documentary about this season, postseason. Oh, that would be so fascinating to see kind of like, you know, like a like a moving parts kind of style documentary. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like let's see what was going on underneath the surface. Oh my right. god. Right. I... Going to Maine and quitting social media. Sherry yeah. Pye, the news coming out and all the queens kind of having to react to it. Like, right? I the want... fan hate, right? The I, pandemic. I want a, a sit down conversation with Michelle Visage talking about the day she found out the news about Sherry. I want yeah. I, and I'm not in a muckraking way. I just want to no. see how they, because we all saw one side of this kooky season and so much happened underneath the surface. And yeah, I want to know like what it looked like, what it felt like, like, you know, I mean, cause I imagine, like, I think about that with the whole Sherry thing, not to focus on her so much, but what are you going to do? There's only five of them. Um, it, like, I think about the day that, that it was like, oh my God, we have to tell Rue and Michelle and like sitting them down and saying, okay, so we need to talk to you about Sherry Pie or whatever the conversation was. And it's like, I just, here are these people who like, you have to imagine in their minds, like what the fuck? This person's episode is coming out tomorrow. I spent a whole season praising this queen. And now you're telling me that they're a garbage can. Like, Mm. I, I just think it's a fascinating story. It's a fascinating story. Um, Especially for a show that is like, at the peak at its you know at its total peak you know like it's um it's never been bigger you know like that totally especially with the pandemic everybody's at home watching this show and then the pandemic and then dragcon gets canceled and all the gigs get canceled oh oh my god i just want to yeah. yeah all the i want like the uh, honestly take off the it's like it's like uh, sorry another comeback reference it's like when the cameras are are regular cameras when val leaves the emmys yep. right i want to mm-hmm. see that part of the season 12 story 
Yeah. I really do. And maybe we won't get it for another two, three, four years when, I don't know, Crystal and Heidi have a podcast. But I'm, uh, I'm right. you know what I mean? Uh, what would I mean, it be called? I could... Not race chasers, but, uh, you know. Uh, yeah. Some... <laughs> I don't know. I, well, I was just thinking what they could do is kind of like – in, if it wasn't like a film documentary, like one of those six part series, like limited mm. series documentary or, you know, podcast documentaries like serial okay. or sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe not yeah. serial because that went on longer, but like, uh, you know, uh, Dirty John or whatever. And just like mm-hmm. having that, you know, that I don't know eight-hour breakdown of how the season played out, interviews with the queens, uh, yeah. audio clips. Oh my yeah. God. God, I mean, could I mean, it's just such a fascinating story, not for muckraking, right? Because Mm -hmm. you know, les jeux sont faits. I just feel like what would be valuable. (laughs) That's French. Those children are speaking. (laughs) They're not French. They're American. (laughs) Uh, But I just feel like the what would come out of it would be the 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 world of television, the world of reality television, and then also more importantly how important those gigs are for these queens post drag race mm-hmm. right like how like it's it's just like a huge thing that's lost on this show now right because it really like if this were to be a documentary it would be it's really about it's not about the filming of season 12 it's about the the post show experience and like how like i mean that's kind of a new thing in a way it's like the the post reality show career and like mm. I think Drag Race is one of the strongest platforms, in my humble opinion, of reality shows in terms of then having a career. You know what I mean? It's like I think it's there's such a voracious fan base for it and for right now, and it's such a hot topic. It's it's not like it's like Project Runway is no longer the hot topic that like it used to be in the early seasons in terms totally. of like you know I mean so I feel like to see a show that's so big and that's so has so many machinations and that make it more than a show and into a platform to kind of see the way that platform collapsed a little bit this year is, um, yeah. Like what does that tell us about, you know, uh, this as like, you know, a medium and this is like a, you know, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, the- I, I feel like even, even having that thing come out, first of all, because of the NDAs, something would need to be done contractually, but yeah. to have something like that come out, I think would also even, help assuage some of the fan hate that comes from this show because Mm. people still are taking this way too seriously, right? To the point where they are getting upset and sending hate, right? So it's like, what can we do to offset that? Well, you can have a conversation with a troll. You can mute them. You can block them. You can, you know what I mean? You can Mm -hmm. have queens, uh, you know, post on social media how much they love their sisters, all of that. The editing can be kinder. But at the end of the day, people are still going to hate because they don't see through the smoke and mirrors. And so one thing is to... Exume, not exhume, but get rid of all the smoke and lift the mirror, you know, uh, mm-hmm. love the mirror, if you will. <laughs> yeah. That 1987 older sister full length rounded oval mirror with wooden framing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, put concealer on it, right? Um, yeah. For this queer fascination. Um, anyway, Mary's full circle. But with that, let's let's jump into this episode and tell our Mary's what they are listening to. Well, I mean, God, if they haven't figured it out at this point, then I would just stop listening now because obviously it's another episode of All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary. 
<laughs> which is of course our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm that RuPaul has created with this little beady beady TV show. I'm Johnny, and do I have something on my brace? And I'm Colin, and isn't fashion fun? <laughs> Fashion's so fun. Isn't fashion fun? It's so fun. Oh my God, so fun. Oh my God, right Gigi, now, it's just like fashion. Right now, it's just fashion. Uh, yes, Gigi, it's so fun. So it's so cute. fun. Yeah, fashion's <laughs> fun. It took us 12 seasons and four all-stars to get to that conclusion. <laughs> fashion's fun, isn't it, everybody? Just fresh thought here. Don't know if y'all, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to blow your minds, you know. Oh, it was cute though, and you know, no, it was so cute. It, it, it was so needed cute. to be said, needed to be said, especially from that little goose. But well, yeah, and I think it's you know, it it's worth remembering, right? It's like, hey, this is like supposed to be fun, you know? Yeah, right, uh, right. yeah. Um, uh, so here's my question for you, Mary, mm-hmm. and maybe we should just start talking about this now. Okay. Why isn't Jackie in the top four? track record so i (laughs) like no i mean because of uh the disqualified queen how come they didn't kind of adjust it oh okay so i feel like track record track record (laughs) dental plan lisa needs braces track record track record (laughs) what about 80s clay what's expensive track record (laughs) (laughs) oh god so i think it's because like (laughs) okay Okay, so originally (laughs) when like because i almost now for what i'm trying to say is it doesn't feel crazy to me to have a top three now that the format is different like i think um i mean there's so many different factors in place i think that because now that they're kind of doing this sort of drag race Thailand style, like it seems like they haven't really fully revealed it unless I haven't seen more information. It's going to be like season eight. I thought, right. Where instead of them writing a song for Naomi, Bob and Kim, it's they're lip syncing three of them. Yeah. But it's like, is it going to be like, Hey, you go produce this and show us what you got. Or is it like, Hey, like, I, I guess I don't know how, how exactly that's going to be. Are we watching two queens zooms at the same time? Mm. Yeah, yeah apparently they're using, they're using, what did they say in that? Like groundbreaking technology. <laughs> yeah, groundbreaking technology. Yeah. It's like, hmm, so you're going to use a breakout room on Zoom? Okay. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Go off. Yeah, is the chat feature <laughs> enabled? Yeah. Are you going to so, share the screen without right. audio? <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, I uh, I don't. So I, you I, know, I'm, I am excited to see what that means, but I also think that just might be, uh, you know, copy fluff. Right. I mean, I guess it's hard to say because I don't really know what the format is. But say, for example, mm, no, I don't even think that's a real point because I think nobody knew what it was going to be. You know, probably for a little while. Because it was like, what if this is something where the queens had to go prepare something? Would theoretically Jackie have less time? It's like, no, because no one... They let them know. Yeah, they let them know. It's like, they have like five days. Yeah, or less. Like, what what was it? Sasha Valor had like three days, I think. Right. So I don't... I don't know. I guess... I guess that was just kind of like the cleanest way to do it. And maybe it would be more glaring if it was a live finale. But because it is this little like... 
you know, Zoomathon, that it's little, it's just like, you could have four queens, you could have three queens, you could have five queens. It seems like it wouldn't really make that much of a difference because the format is just like, it's a Zoom call, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. and you know, you wonder about contracts and things like that to make the competition fair. But I also wonder, like, maybe the producers asked Jackie. They're like, hey, do you want to be a part of this top four since uh, Sherry was disqualified? And I feel like maybe Jackie, A, was like, well, I have respect for the top three. I'm going to let them have it. You know, I don't want to be that girl that was eliminated but went to the finale anyway. I want to let the game play out as it was filmed. And, you know, technically Sherry DQ'd after Jackie was eliminated. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, it also makes me think, like, they've brought back girls all the time during the season, but were those times always planned, right? Uh, And I feel like this... They couldn't have planned it when it was filming. So maybe contractually there was a reason why. Or maybe they asked Jackie and Jackie's like, you know what? Let them have it. It's fine. I'd be surprised. That that to me feels like a, like why would they – why would they – if they were like, okay, well, we have to get rid of Sherry, but this has to have four queens in the format – uh, let's get Jackie. Oh no, Jackie! Jackie's got too much dignity. Her morals are way too high. No, we have to have three queens. Sorry, mm. like it's just not. You know what I mean? Like, I think the magic of TV. Uh, that's you know, that's where you pull back the veil and it's like, okay, well, we need four queens. Jackie, you want to do this or not? You know. Interesting. So I don't okay. think that that's the case. I I don't know what it is. That's probably so. It's also... not going to be. It's not going to be like the the you know championship Super Bowl kind of thing. I don't, yeah, I don't, I have no idea. Honestly, it's like, I don't even know what to say because I really have zero idea what to expect other than it's going to be on Zoom or, you know, whatever, Skype or whatever revolutionary technology they use. Probably Um, how they do it on, because I doubt that it's going to be live. Is that clear that it's going to be live? Honestly, I, I'm doubting that as well. I'm sure they would not. Even American Idol isn't live. Yeah, there's too many technical potential technical difficulties they don't they never do it live you know what i mean like they never do it live so um i mean that's the upside is like they'll be able to really like produce the shit out of it i think they're gonna have like some celebrity guests to kind of zhuzh it up a little bit god there's gonna be so many mary lisa (laughs) rinna yeah oh she'll definitely show up probably with harry hamlin um some some uh digital version of katherine hepburn uh you know what i mean god yeah (laughs) yeah Uh, certainly leslie jones and aoc i feel like it might be just a whole big party with Whoopi. you know yeah because i was thinking about that it's like they they like there's they can only do so much, right? So like, okay, if it is a glorified, you know, Skype group chat, how can we like add some sparkles to this? And so it makes sense to me that it's like, okay, well let's throw all these other things at it. Like apparently I don't remember who the sponsor is. It's some like hair sponsor, but I feel like or Pantene, I think. And so while Miss Congeniality, you know, will get awarded by Nina West, apparently Pantene's got a surprise for the rest of the Queens as well. So, oh, is that true? That's what I read somewhere as well. Oh, my yeah. God. So they're all going to get $10,000 bonuses. Um, you know, I, I really do feel like they all deserve a bonus. You know, and but you're bringing up a, uh, another one of my points, my questions. Miss Congeniality, is it, is, d- does Heidi just have it in the bag? Or is there any world where you feel like Jan Sport could get it? I, I, or Crystal? I think that Crystal won't because she's in the top. Oh, she's part of the top. And I feel like Jan, I, I think everybody, because Miss Congeniality has also kind of all, you know, really morphed into also fan favorite and like Queen's favorite. 
I feel like between the edit and just like everything we saw, it'd be shocking if it didn't went to, didn't went to if it didn't go to Heidi. Um, mm, okay. I think Jan was very congenial, but I don't think that's kind of the narrative of Jan. I think it's that Jan was really f- sweet, but she was also really positive and really talented and um, could sing really well. Like I, I just think that what she was that wasn't the narrative, you know. Mm, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I I think you're right about that. F- the 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 finale is something is going. It's either going to be phenomenal. Or it's going to be like, you know, watching something very silly. Yeah. And honestly, like, part of me feels like, you know, I'm whatever it is, even if it's like kind of dumb, like, I'm not going to kick a horse while it's down. Like, oh, this, no, no, you no, know no, what no, I mean? no, 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 no. It's like, no, 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 no. I, this I'm is a really having it. Yeah. Yeah. It, this must it's have been unfortunate. For this, this whole cast. season must yeah. have been so hard to figure out every right. step of the way that it's like. The fact that they got to the end, that it was a pretty good season still with some great queens and some really strong challenges and some fun lip syncs. And, like, they'll figure out some way to still at least have a finale and a reunion. It's like you can't blame them for it not being as exciting no. as a live show, you know? No, you can't. And you don't want to. Uh, I don't think so. I, I, I can't imagine being like, oh, you, this fucking sucks. Like, yeah, that uh, that's insane to me. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Um, so, yes. I've seen, I uh, saying, I've seen crazier, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, about this episode, I think we mentioned in the Club of the Week how this finale challenge just kind of, it was step the fuck up. Like, yeah. they did so much in terms of singing, rapping, writing the rap, filming it, dancing, I, the costumes. I, you know, it was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, great. I'm glad that they keep getting better, you know, and then it wasn't Mm -hmm. just a RuPaul song that they were lip syncing to and wrote a rap to, you know, it's like, okay, great. Yeah. Keep shaking it up. And I really like the uh, guest help that they had. I think between Mm. Leland and of course, Jamal Sims. Oh, I just want to make him proud of me. Summer camp coach. Oh my God. Yeah. He's my summer dance camp. Uh, instructor, and he's like, "Hey, Colin, you're back this year. We're gonna get it this year. You're gonna be good by by, by August. You're gonna be two stepping back out of here." And I'm like, oh, "Okay, Jamal. I don't know, uh, Jamal. He's so supportive. I, you know, it's funny. Reddit has just been queening out about him, and just like how great he is and how supportive he is, and it's a lot of anti Todrick." Um, you know, oh. sentiment as well. I don't know if we'll, uh, leave it you don't, out, Mary. right? You don't have to like God. shit on one to love the other, but um, obviously, what I don't miss is like Todrick being really, at least in the edit, being really tough on these queens when they miss. Oh yeah, once. yeah, right, right, and that's obvious, obvious, like producer stuff. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you have to be tough. You have to be, you know, mean about it, right? Because obviously, I'm sure that the hours of rehearsal. With the dance captains and whatever. Like, it's very positive and supportive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, certainly more than we see. But Todd, I mean, Jamal is, is oh, he's just so great. He's just so yeah, great. He's a nice energy. And Leland, too, mm-hmm. a- along with Stitch. I just keep calling him. His name's Jeff, but I keep calling mm-hmm. him Stitch. Both of them had really great feedback that they showed and were, you know, supportive and gave good notes. So, uh, it was a great team. It was a great team. And not to mention, not only was it directed really well by Jamal and choreographed, but also the songs were great. The songs worked. Yeah. Yeah. The songs are really good. Uh, I, yeah, I thought it was really fun. And it was, so it was like, these songs are all performed in the Drag Race live show or, or they would be, or they will be again at some point. 
um, these are just like these are like for example these are songs written for potentially queens with five parts you know or something you know what I mean like mm-hmm. all of this because I was thinking about how like these songs were so strong and so much stronger than some of the other like musical challenge stuff we've heard on the show and I thought well that makes sense because it wasn't written just for a challenge right like this right. is it like was, music yeah. that was written to bring audiences in every night mm-hmm Totally. Yeah. Um, it, it had a bigger arc, if you will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, so I uh, one thing I did notice is that they cut out the podcast with Rue or the lunch with Rue and they cut out the speaking of to the picture of yourself segment. And I oh wonder my if God, that. W- yeah. I wonder if that was to accommodate for the challenge. Right. Because it was long or if it was because of the uncomfortableness with Sherry. I would be surprised because they could cut out all the Sherry stuff very easily because it's all individual. You know, like if they were also, I don't know if they've ever done like to have five queens do all of that. They've never had that before. It's only ever been a top four. Um, I thought they did that with on season 11 with Vanjie and Brooklyn and Evie. Did Silky. Yeah, they had the the talk to yourself thing. Wow. Uh, I mean, the podcast. I'd be surprised if they would, because those, especially the pictures, like that's the big, you know, that's the moment. That's the big heartfelt moment when you get the queens to cry. They could cut Sherry's out as easily as they cut her out of the Let It Go frozen runway. You know what I mean? Mm, Yeah. Um, Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. I think it may have just been to accommodate the size of the challenge. Um, I, you know. I could have done with less rehearsal, um, you know, but I guess it's I don't know. It's like you take one or the other. Right. It's like you see them being quirky and nerdy while dancing mm-hmm. or you show some heartfelt conversations on the podcast or, uh, you know, the, the speaking to yourself thing. Just well, an interesting choice. Yeah. I also feel like, you know, kind of going once we kind of saw them in the workroom again it does seem like these queens are running out of things to talk about a little bit. Like there's a lot of like, Oh, you know, so who, who changed the most? It's like, you guys had this conversation like a week ago, you know, <laughs> it's like, can you believe we're top five? Yep. Yep. I can. Cause I'm doing the math, you know, like it, it just, cause then they repeat most of this conversation in untucked. It just seemed to me that like, there may have been less rehearsal footage if there was like more mm-hmm. meat on the bones for like the workroom conversations, but like there's no drama, yeah. you know? Yeah. The, the most we got, which I like the moment when Jada was kind of reading Gigi's pirate costume. Oh and yeah. Then Gigi looks at the camera. Oh, mm-hmm. oh it was such a great little moment. I wonder oh. how planned that was, but mm. it was great. It was really great. Yeah. Those fourth wall breaks, those are, you could do a super cut of like the fourth wall breaks. Um, mm. It doesn't happen often in a main episode. <laughs> so no, it doesn't. Uh, no, it isn't. Uh, mm. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I appreciate the banter, but again, it was, it seems like it's been done before. And then even untucked, it was just the same. It was just recapping things. Uh, that, yeah. I was like, okay, great. They're, you know, I love these Queens. Great. They're talking and they're being real about their shady moments. Okay, cool. Right. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, honestly, I think that was kind of, I don't want to say a downside of, like, there not being much drama because, I mean, I guess so in a way because, you know, I think about season eight. Like, season eight was very much a best friends race, but Derek was there through, like, you know, top five. So mm-hmm. there was still drama. And then, like, yeah. season nine was was a bit of a best friend race, but, like... 
there was still they like, were still mean to Alexis. There was still Alexis five. Michelle, and so yeah, yeah. So it's like even though the top four all really loved each other, it's like there was still some contrasting energies in the room to the very end. You know, um, whereas this, I mean, once uh, really once Britta and Aiden were had left, there were really any there were no more conflicts, and so there's less to you know what I mean. Like there was just yeah. less to work with. Yeah, right. Um, it was all about Heidi's journey, mm-hmm. right, or Jackie's journey, uh, mm-hmm. and and they kind of showed that. It's interesting that yeah, they didn't get much drama, and you don't know if that's if they cut it out intentionally. Maybe Sherry had drama. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, and, and and we don't we don't know what was cut intentionally or what they just didn't have. So what kind of story they were trying to tell? Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I I'm I'm not mad at it, but I will say this episode was. You could fast forward to the challenge mm-hmm. and and be fine. Um, yeah, I mean, miss much. All you'd be missing is just during the choreography rehearsal, just getting to see Jackie looking like someone's dad dancing at a softball picnic. Which is oh my god, which is I mean, great. It you is know? great. It is great for me. He kind of looked like one of the nerds from Revenge of the Nerds dancing. Yeah, maybe like what? Maybe he, he grew up and like met a nerdy wife, and they had like a couple nerdy kids, and now they're at like a nerdy picnic. And he's dancing. <laughs> Get nerdy. Um, yeah. So um, I, w- I, w- I do want to talk about uh, the Vegas quick drag. Um, obviously, it was a commercial. I also think they gave them a lot more time to get oh, into costume and come quick on. drag. I yeah. mean, come on. There was nothing funny about this. They looked phenomenal. But what, what made me the most disappointed was there was not one showgirls reference. Not one Nomi Malone reference. Only earlier during, like, Jackie did the little, she did the, you know, the little hands uh, <laughs> after Rue's, like, you know, announcement that she okay, did already had okay. hers. Is, okay. But I hear you. I would have, I would have assumed, because, like, the thing is, like, that mini challenge, I was like, I don't, where are the jokes? Like, what's, <laughs> what, so yeah. what is this supposed to be? Yeah, we got dump it. <laughs> yeah, well. You know what was really interesting? We've talked about this a little bit before about kind of making references to things in season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like, you know, Jada was kind of still doing the like confusion thing. I don't know what mm. I'm doing here. Like the look over there, I'm confused thing. Crystal was still, you know, referencing the dancing. I feel like Jackie's been talking about her Merkin like since the day mm. she got here. It's, I've been thinking about this at like this season. No, no cast of Queens has been more aware that they're on television. Yes. And very so, referential. Like, mm-hmm. they, so like they're doing their branding and I'm, it, that's what you have to do. It's what you're here to do. But I think that also explains why we're not seeing much drama is because like they are here to create like a persona and a brand and things to put on t-shirts, you know? Um, yeah, and they don't want to be a villain and they yeah. don't want to be a villain, but you know, this mini challenge, besides the fact that I was like, there's there's a there's a twist to this that's missing. Like there's something about this that isn't really that interesting. I thought there'd it's, be it was too serious. It was, it was way too, too serious. serious. And yeah. I think it if they had ten minutes and it was quick drag, then it would have been better. Totally. They could have really camped up who these showgirls were. I yep. mean, for the fact that RuPaul didn't say, after one of them is leaving, RuPaul didn't say, you see, darling, you are a whore. I mean, a perfect opportunity I to know. just get that little line in there, right? I know. 
Yeah, like there was nothing. There was uh, nobody's favorite food was brown rice and and vegetables. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right, right. Yeah, thrust it, thrust right? it. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, I mean. It's not that hard. You know? I mean, I would have gone out there. I would have spread the the pearls on the stage. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I would have done every done the showgirls moves. reference. I Yes. Every yeah. single one I could think of. For I sure. Know. I know. <laughs> well, why didn't uh, they call? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> why did no one ask us? Why? Why? Um, so, okay. So we have this challenge. Anything else you want to, that you noticed about this challenge? I, I, th- all of them were great. They, they did it. The, the, the one thing that I think will stick with fandom is let your hair down, swing it around. Mm-hmm. I think that's the one that people are going to reference. Yeah. Because she, she put a little, you know, she put a little seasoning and spice on it. Like she, she, made it interesting made it weird i think it's you know we were, just like we were talking about this mini challenge it's like you can't take it too seriously and like that may be ironic coming from all right mary where we will dig the <laughs> fuck into shit until it bleeds but at the same they time shoot horses don't they, they uh, yeah oh, it's like that movie netflix. Uh, netflix that uh so that being said i feel like um it's kind of like that thing of like you don't have to be the best singer, and if you aren't, then you. I mean, she did this in the Madonna musical. She just like put a funny thing on it that made it more interesting than if she sang it perfectly. Are mm. you talking about Crystal? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Yeah. You know, I have more to say about the challenge, but before we do that, let's just take a quick little ad break, and then we'll be right back. Oh, I would love to. Hey, Marys, let's talk about therapy for a minute. I could honestly talk about therapy all day. Same, right? I think anybody could benefit from seeing a therapist, honestly. Totally. I also think it's very easy to talk yourself out of seeing a therapist. Like, mm. I think a lot of people decide it's too expensive or it's too hard to find a therapist. Yeah, or just not wanting to leave your house, find that time during the week to go every week to this doctor's office. I mean, that sucks. It's a, it's a huge barrier. Right? I mean, like, especially now. I feel like now it doesn't even feel safe to go outside. Right. Uh, <laughs> So, I mean, I think that's all the more reason why we're both really big fans of the app BetterHelp, which is H-E-L-P. Yes, BetterHelp connects you with a licensed professional therapist safely and privately. You can be matched with someone within 24 hours. Yeah, you don't even need to leave the couch. And it's super easy to schedule weekly phone or video sessions. Yeah, you know, I went on this week and I filled out a little questionnaire, took me about three to five minutes. And then within 24 hours, I was matched with somebody and I just sent them a little message because, you know, I don't know, phone and video sessions, I'm not really there yet. But what I love about it is you just send a little message to your counselor anytime and, you know, you get a response back right away. How do you like that? Uh, and on top of that, if for some reason that counselor you're matched with isn't a great fit, and that's okay, that happens, uh, no big deal, because with BetterHelp, it is free and easy to change counselors. Yes, and BetterHelp is also available worldwide, and the counselors are licensed and trained in everything from depression and anxiety to grief, relationships, how well you're sleeping, self-esteem, all right, Mary? All right, Mary, I agree with that. 
On top of all that, it's also more affordable than traditional in-person talk therapy. And on top of that, there is financial aid available. Oh, I love that about this app. So Marys, if you're interested in trying BetterHelp, get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash allrightmary. That's H-E-L-P. That's right. Join over 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash allrightmary. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. One other thing I loved about the finale, final challenge here is the first song, or maybe it wasn't the first song, maybe it was the third song, uh, Losing is the New Winning. Mm-hmm. Think about that on an All Right, Mary level, right? Think about that just a little bit deeply, right? They're singing about how if they lose, they'll still be fucking fierce. Now, if that is not a reaction to the fandom, a reaction to canceling, you know, the losers or comparing queens, if you will, and their track records. I don't know what is. Like, that is certainly something put in there very strategically. And, I mean, not for nothing, and I don't know what this suggests, at least in terms of at least two-thirds of them, in terms of the queen singing certain lyrics that are really leaning into, like, not winning, it's Jackie, Sherry, and Crystal. Mm. All of their little solos are about, like, oh, okay, I didn't make the Hall of Fame, or I didn't do this, or I didn't do that. Whereas, like, Jada and Gigi come bursting out from the back with, like, very confident lyrics. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just thought that was really, like, oh, this feels... uh, this feels to me like an interesting example of what's happening at this point in the season. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because I think that's true. I, I mean, I, I feel like I'm very happy to see not to go all the way to just like a top three conversation, but I'm very happy to see crystal in the top three, but I do kind of feel like it's down to Gigi and Jada. Interesting that you say that. Wow. I, it, it, I think traditionally, yes, it's, it's down to Jada and Gigi, but Oh my God. The story of Crystal is the one that people want told, Mary. I think it's a great story. I I think, honestly, this challenge, I think Crystal was really good this challenge. I think Jada was great this challenge. And I hate to say it, but Gigi did really well in this Gigi, challenge. Gigi was doing, it, it looks like Gigi is doing what she was put on this earth to do. And that's what's so powerful about Gigi and drag is it, it it's kind of like Alyssa Edwards. It's like, oh of course. This yeah. all makes sense. Right. I mean, Every aspect of her performance for sure. Yeah. I like and I say I hate to say this only because it's just like Jada's kind of the one I want to win and Crystal's the underdog that I'm you know the weird underdog that I'm excited about and so yeah, yeah, yeah. you know Gigi kind of falls third, but it's like, well, you can't really say that she I, I, the first time I watched this, I thought, oh, no, no, Jada, this is Jada. She's going to win this. And I was so shocked when Gigi won. And then when I watched it again, I was like, no, Gigi is so good yeah. at this. She She's is so, so good. good. And like, the whole time. The you got to give it to her yes. the whole time. And yeah. so I like, I guess all that to be saying said that like, in a way, I would kind of be happy to see any one of them win because I have a reason to root for any one of them, which I know is so like fence sitter but like no it's fine Uh, there are so many people that are team jada team gg team crystal and team jackie for that matter right there are so many people Mm -hmm. that are like give it to any of them and especially after surviving this season in general yeah how can you pick 
how can you pick it this time? They're so different. They each offer something so different. I will say this on the top three, and then we could go back and talk about uh, Jackie. But on this top three, Crystal is doing kind of what Evie Oddly and a Sharon Needles is doing. She's pushing drag in, in a different direction. Jada is impeccable. Impeccable, pageant perfect, funny, well-rounded. And then you have Gigi, who is, I feel like, the traditional winner. That in, you know, three years ago, it would be Gigi's. Mm -hmm. And the, what's interesting about Gigi is that she is adding this campness to the glam, something that I don't think Aquaria quite did, uh, as intentionally at least, in, in her performance, right? So Gigi is also adding this quirk, which I think is cool and fresh and new, but in term, uh, compared to a crystal method, right? The method of crystals drag is very much more about all the colors and about using your imagination. Yeah, I mean, I think what they all have in common is like they, you could, you know, you could look at any one of them and say, oh, okay, <clears throat> Gigi's a fashion queen and Jade is a pageant queen and Crystal's a clown queen. And you'd be like 15% right. And that there's like so <laughs> much more underneath the surface that those things are true, but there's so much underneath the surface of each of them. And I think that's like, it's been interesting to kind of see examples of that throughout the season. And um, yeah, I like mean, I, it, I think they're great. Like I think they, I feel like Gigi has, I feel like the thing that's really special about Gigi is like the, in some ways, to be honest, it's really like the human being underneath the drag. Like I think she's a really interesting person and has like a really interesting mind and interesting perspective. And um, I think totally undermines that idea of like the cold fashion queen. I feel like she's anything but, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally. And you know what? It, it came out in, and this is a reason why you, you might give it to Gigi this week. Her runway, I thought was, sure, it reminded me of Trixie and Pearl from season seven. Okay. okay I'm just sure. going to say that. Mm -hmm. But, but it, her, her aesthetic totally came out here. And I, I just thought that it worked. I got the glam. I got the funny. She fucking made that dress, right? And, you know, I don't know. Uh, brace yourself here, Mary. Uh, she's, yeah. she's a winner. Yeah. I felt like she was, I mean, if she's in her own way a bit of a reference queen and we need to hold mm -hmm. on to whatever reference queens this season we can because I am, <laughs> I, I'm just so mad. It's like, Sherry, don't you then also be a reference queen? Like, don't you ruin everything for me, please? But, well, me for everybody. But I also feel like Gigi in her own reference queen way, like this was giving me Joan Cusack in 16 Candles if she got invited to the prom. Oh, God. Is that the one where she has the headgear and she's trying to drink out of the water fountain? It's Joan Cusack? Oh, yeah. I'm quite oh sure my of this. God. Oh, my God. I'm quite sure God. of this. That's Joan Cusack. Oh, I didn't even put two and two together. Yeah. <gasps> oh, so I love that. So I kind I of feel that. like I'm... I mean, I'm always here for a Joan Cusack reference, you know, but <laughs> Malibu. I know. Barbie. Yeah. Marabou Barbie. I was like, oh, um, yeah. But, you know, I the one thing I, I did want RuPaul to say just to take the piss out of himself when Gigi was walking down the runway. Do I have something on my brace? Oh, my God. That would have been. Rue would have secured BSA of the week with that yes, line. That totally, would have been it. Totally. That would have been it. Totally. And you know what? When Jackie Cox walked out and that 
amazing huge polka dot dress i wanted somebody to say this is our daughter dotty this is our other daughter jackie cox (laughs) (laughs) and that would have been i mean like too deep of a cut i mean for the three people who get it it's worth it I know. Well, yeah, right. That's why I'm not on that show, and they are because they know. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, <clears throat> I mean, I would say. <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. I would say that I feel. Do you know? Uh, and if this is condescending, then ignore me. But some people might not know where the reference "I feel like the mother of a solid cold dancer" comes from. Uh, condescend away, Mary. Where, where does it come from? Oh, I didn't want to talk down. You know, I don't know. We we all have different references, but that is a great line from the Golden Girls. Um, oh, from okay. a fabulous episode where uh, Dorothy uh, starts is smitten with some uh, someone at the school where she substitute teaching, only to find out that he's a priest when she invites him over for dinner, mm. and he shows up in his priest clothes. It's it's such a great episode. It's such a great scene. I could queen out, but I'm not going to. But um, <laughs> she's wearing of like Dorothy kind of walks out and she's wearing this like you know, lame top and she feels like an idiot. And he says, "Oh, you look you know, uh, you look lovely." And she says, "I feel like the mother of a solid gold dancer." Um, <laughs> not dancing. I know that much. Yeah. So <laughs> it's you know I'm doing it zero justice and you know. Okay. Butchering it like uh, nobody's business, but that's like the reference. Todd. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I want to talk about Jackie Cox because I think I think we kind of alluded to this before we started recording, but Jackie Jackie won the lip sync. Well, that's the thing. Jackie won the lip sync. Uh, Jackie won the lip sync. And, you know, to be honest with you, I want to just talk about Jackie throughout this season. Jackie performed really fucking well, okay? She could have won Snatch Game. If you think about it, like, if they edited it mm. in a different way, she could have won Lisa Renna, right? She could. Yeah, yeah. The one-woman mm-hmm. show, some could argue she should have won that one, too, over Crystal, who didn't really reveal anything too close to the heart. She was just funnier than Jackie, which mm-hmm. is why perhaps she won. And... You know, it's Crystal Method, and RuPaul loves Elle DeBarge. Um, And, you know, I know that last week we had our own thoughts about the one-woman show, but it doesn't mean that it wasn't, you know, heartfelt and and well put together and important. It just, you know, it it wasn't my cup of tea because I feel like I've seen it before. But at the same time, she could have won that challenge. The rap challenge, she was at the top. She could have won an I'm That Bitch. World's Worst during the acting thing, the improv. She did old lady drag. She could have won that one. She could have won for her magic carpet Merkin. Uh, obviously, Crystal did very well that week, and I'm really happy that she won. But uh, actually, she didn't win. She oh didn't win. Oh, my God. She didn't even fucking win that. Who she didn't even won, win that, that one. Who won the commercial? It was Heidi. That's when Heidi finally Heidi won. Heidi won. It should yeah. have been Crystal. That's right. It should have been Crystal. And it should have been that that should have been Crystal's uh, win. And like I agree, Jackie's wasn't I told you. Crystal, yeah. <laughs> Jackie's one woman show wasn't my cup of soup, but I think in terms of like what they were asking for, it's like this is kind of like what they were looking for. Uh, oh, totally. She and was they the only one that didn't do comedy, like a straight up comedy, right? She yeah. actually did a one woman type show that Whoopi Goldberg even said, like, if you're not funny, don't be funny. I love mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that like Jackie's track record has certainly been really strong and that she, you know, uh, 
yeah, there were so many times where, yeah, she certainly could have won. I think we had these similar conversations about Sasha Valor. It's like, yes. <clears throat> sure, she had two shared wins, but there were other challenges she very clearly could have won. Um, I think, I mean, this is again where I guess it goes back to like, why didn't Jackie win? You know, or why is she not top four, you know, track record? Because, uh, well, and also the lip sync too. I mean, that could have gone to Jackie in a second. Well, that's what I'm saying is like, to, in my mind, Jackie won the lip sync, but in the larger narrative of the game to then have the top three be Jackie uh Gigi and Jada it feels totally unbalanced even though the finale doesn't really take into account the track record and it doesn't really matter I think on that larger thing of like if Jackie were to win like the feedback the reaction would be so poor you know mm. um even more so than than we've seen people react in the past um it just wouldn't <clears throat> it wouldn't make as much sense and so I feel like that's why like I Crystal was okay in the lip sync and had a couple moments, but like Jackie oh my was God. wiping the floor with her. Oh my God. Wiping the floor. I have never, I, I have never in my years yelled at a girl like this. Um, no, I, 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 I just, I, it was obvious. I could not stop watching Jackie. She was so good. And she had that dress to play with and she kicked uh, off her heels and, and it worked. Was, it totally worked. And it was mm-hmm. funny. And then you have, um, Crystal, who I feel like they never really showed her lips. Like, they never really mm. had a close-up of her lip-syncing because her face was so lost by the makeup that I... Sure, she did the funny dances and stuff, and I love that, but I... Jackie knew every word to that song. Yeah. Every word. And that is not a very lip-sync-friendly song. I was very shocked at the choice and happy that they chose such a hard song, but to me... It was Jackie that, like, literally was Coco Montrese pointing to her mouth. Yeah. And, like, saying all of this knowing that she kicked off the lip sync with an air accordion. Oh, which I know. I noticed. I'm a, I, and, but, you know, and in you know my what? mind. She's never seen it before. You've never seen an air accordion before. So you have to give her I didn't the, need the, to. the nuance I, of the novelty. And it was one of those little accordions. It was one of those little. <laughs> it wasn't even like a the big. Monkey, the monkey. Yes. Accordion. Yes. Yeah. It was one of those like organ grinder ones. I don't even know why they call it organ grinder. I bet that's a bad term. But it was just one of those little accordions. And I was just like, how dare you? I, but I mean. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I heard you are we, so extra with these air instruments. But just, I love the branding, Mary. I love the branding. It's just, it, it's just, just when I think I've seen it all, then RuPaul does it. Remember when she did those drums? How yes. bum, 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 when she did that. That's what I always think of when I when I see that gif. I think how about a bump bump bump, and then this. But you know, all that being said, Jackie, like. That fucking dress, the way that she danced with that dress, it was beautiful. And I know most of the time when queens take their shoes off, I'm like, oh, the paddle like, turns. Oh my god! For some reason, her taking the shoes off, it like completed the fantasy for me. You know, I just, oh yeah, like yes. that. It needed to be like, this woman, your, yeah, be the aunt off her shoes. who kicks off her shoes, goes onto the wedding or bar mitzvah floor, yep. and does paddle turns. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, this she. She lit that bar mitzvah up. It oh was my so God. good. Yeah, uh, I know. Salam, so- sh- salam, sh- shalom. Right. I mean, yeah. it's just a, a a total beautiful moment for Jackie during this lip sync. So yeah, I think honestly she should have won. 
but happy that Krista won. Don't get me wrong. And, you know, the look was a choice. And I think what I liked about Crystal's look is that you could either love this or hate this. And I find that very compelling. Oh, Chris, yeah, I know, because in a way it kind of looked like an old blueberry. <laughs> blueberry, blueberry. Blueberry, blueberry. You forgot blueberries. <laughs> But you know what? I also got um, Violet. You're turning Violet, Violet. Yeah. With sour cream. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like if, like, Violet Beauregard had, like, um, I don't know, like, stomach stapling or, like, you know, bariatric <laughs> surgery. And well, it lost they had to juice sh- her at the end. Yeah, yeah, but she still had all, like, the extra skin. Like, all you know, mm. like, I felt like, oh. oh very smart. Violet, very smart. Violet's gone on a weight journey. Like, it's, it's an interesting narrative. Here's Violet Beauregard. After her weight loss journey, after her juicing journey. Yeah, she went on a juice fast. Yeah, she went on a ju- juice fast. Yeah. And she lost the juice a little too fast. Yeah. yeah what is it? Uh, shake the ju- shake the dice and shake the juice and, and see, see what, what turns loose. loose. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I did like the yellow blush, uh, you know, that being the sour cream in my mind. Sure. Um, uh, I think Evan Ross Katz was commenting on the yellow blush, uh, and I agreed totally. It was a nice little touch. But yeah. at the end of the day, I was like, okay, a genie look. Mm-hmm. Okay, a genie look. Great. Yeah, it was, I mean, it, it's a cool look. We haven't really seen that silhouette before, so it's certainly original. I, um, yeah, just like down to performance, it was like, oh boy, this is really clearly Jackie's. Mm-hmm. But. And I guess maybe uh, that's why I'm saying it feels like it's Gigi versus Jada, really, because I felt like if to, this was to me, it kind of felt like in season five when Jinx finally lip synced, it was like, oh, just so you know, and that your children may know, like, this is how well Jinx can lip sync. And it was like kind of cementing her winning status by killing that final lip sync. I kind of guess was hoping that Crystal was going to have a similar thing about like, fuck, she can lip sync. And like, yeah feeling like oh like watch out Gigi and jada but now mm-hmm. i kind of feel like oh i'm really yeah, happy crystal got top three but like i think if it's down to performance i think i've seen more compelling performances just on this season from Gigi or jada totally yeah yeah i feel like Gigi is going to turn it out yeah I think they, I mean, I think straight they're both a student students. kind of yep. thing. Same with oh. Jada. Like, I feel like yeah. both of them were the straight a students. They were the one that like did all of the extra credit that, you know, they turned in their art projects and they were fucking perfect. I, yeah, I just think that they're going to do very well in this format, in this homework type format. Which reminds me, I, I realized this this episode that Gigi, especially in her boy drag with her glasses and everything, Gigi reminds me of Michelle Tanner's nerdy little gay friend, Derek, on Full House. Do you remember him? Uh, of course I do. He sung I'm a Yankee Little Doodle Dandy. Yeah, Yankee Doodle Dandy. <laughs> you That little Yankee Doodle Dandy. He's like, but he's somewhat relevant now. He's, uh, well, I know he's like a go-go dancer. He was and popped up on a few things. I think he's one of those like child stars who are now hot. You know what I mean? Yeah, his, his name's what? It's Blake, Blake Ewing? Blake, Blake MacGyver. Ewing. I think he went under yes, Blake Blank MacGyver. Blake MacGyver Ewing. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yes. Um, uh, he was in The Little Rascals. Uh, he was. <laughs> he was. He was. I did a little quick search to make sure I was remembering the right oh, little gay God. friend. 
Or was um, it just but, remembering myself? Yeah. But wait, so wait, he he was a go-go boy, Mary? Apparently at some point, you know, at some Good point in, in the recent work. years. Yeah. Oh, work. Yeah. Really He's just, a Yankee doodle dandy. Yeah. Show us that Yankee doodle. Yanking hey, his dandy Mary. doodle for people. You know what I'm saying? Yanking his dandy doodle. <laughs> Adult consented doodle. Uh, yes. Yeah, of course. Whatever. <laughs> But he was a little homo back in the day, and he still is. So oh I love that yeah, too. I yeah, love that how never gay changed. He was on that show. Uh, he was so gay. Oh my god, uh, he but was yes, so gay. yeah. So that's a Gigi Jackie type of character. Obviously, you know, J- Jada is black, so it's not like it's they look the same. But I feel like that character of mm-hmm. the one who's always better. Yeah. No. Totally. It's the it it's the you know. I mean, I feel like Jada is yeah everything she does like. I feel like especially if she has a chance to kind of do her own thing, if the lip sync is like, here's the lights, here's the camera, make the action happen. I Jada, mm. but if that's what happens, I'd still think Gigi would be strong competition, but I would assume Jada will kill it. You know what I mean? Like, I hear you. I yeah. just that I still unless she kills some Jada. butterflies, but you know, we'll, well, see. you know, I think we've all learned a valuable lesson. You know, <laughs> stick to the slugs and the. Caterpillars that you're used to. Oh, Mary. Oh. Um, <laughs> another random thing I wanted to mention is that uh, when they cut to the runway and Rue's in, introducing the judges and has a little chit chat with Michelle, and um, Michelle says she feels like Lucky Santangelo. And that reminds me of this is one of those earworms from Drag Race that I have had just buried in there. Speaking of slugs and caterpillars, that I've had buried in my head for years is from season two of the Once Upon a Book Challenge. Their special guest is Jackie Collins. And I can't remember. They were talking about one of the queens. And Jackie said, oh, she reminds me of one of my heroines. Because Jackie, you know, has written a ton of books. And uh, and Rue says, oh, which one? And Jackie goes, uh, I think it was Lucky Santangelo. And it's the way that she says that in like, a, oh, bitch, like you didn't know. Like this wasn't planned. And I don't know. I've just always been attached to the way she goes, uh, I think it would be Lucky Santangelo. That's why we're having this moment now. Great. It, I love it. I Lucky love that that gives you life. I love yeah. that it gives you life. I think that's fabulous. Anyway, yes. I think that was worth the 45 seconds it took to tell. I'm into it. You know, yeah. why not? Uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the only well, other thing I can think of is just yeah. before we go, it's a Valerie Cherish reference. It's worth stuffing it in there. But uh, when Carson refers to Jada as wearing, looking like she's wearing an updated Nolan Miller that reminds me of Valerie because when she, I think it's for when they're going to the Golden Globes, she's trying on different things and she eventually, she's like, oh no, no, this is all just too much for me. I think I'll go with the Nolan Miller. And she comes downstairs in like the most 1992 dress ever. Yes, yes. And so. The Nolan Miller. The Nolan Miller. Yeah, Valerie Cherish and the Nolan Miller. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when, when, uh, you know, it's like, oh, I I need my hair changed and it looks exactly the same, right? Mm -hmm. That joke of she's actually not going to change i think of uh the brady bunch uh is what i'm thinking of right where uh carol uh, carol brady goes to get her hair done with that very gay uh hairdresser and he, and you know he turns her around and it looks exactly the same she's like i like it and it's the same uh, mm-hmm. yeah yeah it, uh but anyway sorry another weird uh matreon reference um Carol Brady, shall we long? Um, anyway, are you are you good on this episode? Do you have anything else to add? <laughs> yeah, I'd let you go on that journey on your own. I think. Thank you, Gene Smart. Okay, yeah. um. uh, I'll meet you at the I'll meet you at the benches on that one. <laughs> 
I'm the worst. Uh, well, well, Marys, uh, if you have any thoughts, any thoughts at all on this episode, you can reach out to us at All Right Mary on Twitter, or you can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com. You can also email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com, or uh, you can find me on Instagram at Johnny Also or Twitter at Johnny Also One. And of course, you can find more of me on In the Details, a celebration of nuance or best supporting podcast, cleaning out about nuances and actresses and nuanced actresses. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Colin Trucker and Instagram at Colin Trucker underscore. And you can find more of both of us, including bonus episodes pretty much every single week uh, and so much more at All Right Mary. Uh, nope, at patreon.com slash All Right Mary. Uh, speaking of which, I believe we are not going to have a nuance episode this week, but we will have, for our Only Marys, we will have this month's Only Marys episode, which is going to be chock-a-block with fun topics. It's probably going to get weird, so Mm, get mm. into it. Yeah, bitch, get into it. Uh, Yeah, we didn't want to have a nuance episode where... We were just kind of laughing at each other's jokes. So yeah, we'd uh, rather save that for people who <laughs> really want to hear that. Yeah, totally. You know, Marys, if you are also looking for you know another hour of podcast content, I just want to plug the Shut Up Evan podcast with Evan Ross Katz. Evan recently had on Isaac Mizrahi, which was a fantastic interview. Like. He even asked him about the term Mary towards the end of the interview. It's it's absolutely fabulous. But also, uh, he had on Raja recently. Mm-hmm. And this interview, Raja, Raja is a goldmine of stories and references, not just because of his experiences with Drag Race, but also on Top Model mm-hmm. and working with Tyra Banks and during you know that whole world. Uh, and also season three of Drag Race. So it kind of still lives in this time capsule. Um, anyway, the interview is fantastic. So if you have, you know, if you're not listening to, to Nuance this week or if you're just looking for other free content that's queer, please listen to the Shut Up Evan podcast. It is really great. And I'm not just saying that because I love Evan Ross Katz and he's a listener of our podcast, but it is, it's valuable stuff, the conversations that are having. And it's, uh, you know, all credit to Evan, who asks really, really great questions and really knows how to just kind of banter with a guest to to really get a, get to a different level, which I just appreciate. Well, great. Well, that's yeah. Uh, I I haven't heard that interview yet, so I am going to take your word for it. But I'll check it out. Um, all right. Well, I think all <laughs> that's left. I just I I don't I haven't heard it yet, so I can't. No, I'm can't laughing anything, because because yeah. of your transition. Yes. Uh. Uh, but anyway, um, that's my Ellen. Uh. Uh, last chance lip sync. Last chance lip sync this week. We kind of went back and forth, uh, and I don't know. I think you just resigned. Um. <laughs> I had a brilliant idea, but it, once again, much like the much like the singer behind the song I chose, it, something else was picked. <laughs> My my tell, choice tell is the, yes. my choice was the only song I could find on Spotify that was sung by Susan Lucci in <laughs> honor of Jackie. But once again, Susan, you've been picked over. <laughs> Glenn Close totally is in the back in a booth. You can go sit with her. <laughs> I think Amy Adams will be here in twenty minutes. Uh, you were so Glenn Close to winning it. You I were know. so Glenn Close. Um, so the last chance lipstick this week is Leave in Las Vegas by Cheryl Crow, which I think makes sense for Jackie Cox. She's leaving this 
buzzy world, this gambling place. You know, she didn't win. She's done. And she's still fucking fierce. And it's going to be great. So here's Leaving Las Vegas. Enjoy Mary's, and we'll see you next week. Life springs eternal on a 